Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Nicholas Levitt. Hey, Nicholas, how are you? Hi, Ben. Really well. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's great to speak with you, Nicholas. I'm excited to learn more about what you're working on. Nicholas is the CEO and founder of Expand in Asia. Expand in Asia provides B2B outbound prospecting services and pipeline growth services targeting mid-sized tech companies that are focusing to grow their market share. And so we'll talk about what Nicholas and the Expand in Asia team are working on in Asia. If you go back before the pandemic, everything was really focused on an Asia-Pacific discussion. And so I'm excited to hear about where things have evolved over the last couple of years. But before we get there, Nicholas, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Yeah, thanks, Bant. Um, yeah, three, three main characteristics about myself, my career. The first one is always being in the world of sales, you know, in a sales capacity, either as a business developer, salesperson myself, or sales leadership, sales management. So always being in that environment. It's something that I'm really passionate about. I find it very positive. You know, we're solving customers' problems. Um, you know, besides negotiation or pricing, it's usually hand-in-hand -hand work. Um, so I really love that portion. Um, and spend all my life in there. Um, the other one is the international aspect of things. Um, always lived and work in other countries. I uh, was born in France, but lived 16 years in Canada. I spent a lot more time outside of you know my home country, and I've been here 12 years in Singapore. So when I was in Canada, I was selling in the US. When I worked for a US company, it was South America, and I've been here in Asia for the last 12 years trying to you know develop business and for different companies across, across APAC. Um, and the last piece is always been in digital um, or tech industry, depending on <laughs> internet companies, so depending on yeah. what's the buzzword of the moment, but um, usually tech, you know, tech mm -hmm. businesses from the day I left university was the, build, the bubble burst in a dot-com. And, you know, I knew that even if that bubble was bursting and I knew it was a, a place to be, so... Yeah, I mean, certainly digital technology, technology in general has transformed our world in our lifetime. And certainly it's played a big role in reshaping how trade is done. And I'm excited to hear more about how that actually has impacted how you do things in Asia. But you live in one of the most dynamic markets in the world. You live in Singapore. And tell us a little bit about what's going on with Expand in Asia. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are working on and what's the latest. Yeah. So what we do expand in Asia, we're basically um, a team of um, prospecting professionals, um, if you will. And we help take businesses find clients, to make it simple. Mm -hmm. uh, we focus on the first part of the sales process, which is really uh, the prospection part, doing the research, finding the companies our clients should be dealing with, the people that they need to engage with, and doing you know different kind of campaigns that are 100% outbound. We don't do inbound. So either using emails or call calling or using LinkedIn, other social media as well, depending on the context of the customer, is really helping them find new clients. And we provide what we call 
SDR, so as sales development representative as a service. Mm-hmm. You know, they outsource to us that part of the process. We take it in-house. We work on their, on the, under their name. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like they have their own team, um, like, except that it's my team delivering the work. That's great. And that team, are they based in Singapore or are they based in Philippines, India? Uh, I, <laughs> those three countries. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Singapore, Philippines have people in India. Um, also have um, a little team in, 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 um, in Ukraine. Uh, that was challenging with the war over there, but, you know, um, managed to, to keep business as usual. So, yeah, I have a, a spread team. And tell me a little bit about where we are in the broader market right now. I mean, I uh, remember if we were thinking back into 2019 when you were launching Expand in Asia, that my company spent a ton of time thinking about our Asia Pacific strategy. How are we going to go in Asia? And then during the pandemic, things kind of quieted down a bit to be perfectly honest. And now it seems to be ramping up again. So I'd just be curious to hear what are the latest characteristics of the Asia market and what are you seeing that tech companies are asking you for? So it's interesting you mentioned COVID because actually, as as it sounds, it actually was an accelerator for us. Oh, good. You know, yeah, at that time, you know, there was, think about the sales team within those organizations, whatever they are. Salespeople couldn't travel, you know, all of them that wanted to do some international business, they couldn't travel, they couldn't go to event. Um, so that made uh, some budgets available, if you will. And, you know, we, we, I was basically just offering some CEOs to make their salespeople busy. Um, mm. and, and since everything that we do is online and remote, um, it made perfect sense. So this, it, it sounds weird, but, it, you know, COVID did help to, for me, at least in, in the context of my business, to to launch it and 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 grow it, um, in business in Asia was still a priority for a lot of businesses, and I, I personally didn't see a change before and after. Um, yeah. You know, for the interests of um, the interests of um, getting in here in, in in Asia and Singapore is just keep growing. The digital space is is just much bigger, much more interesting than it was a few years ago. So. When you think about Asia, I mean, Asia is such a blend of cultures. And how do you find that you have to approach each one of these uh, markets in a different way? It's 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 so true what you're mentioning. And, and I hear it a lot. You know, we want to go into Asia. It's like, where in Asia? What do you mean Asia? <laughs> how do you define Asia? You're right. There's so many different countries and cultures and languages and in and that portion is really key to understand in order to put the right process in place, the right strategy and the right process to execute on a strategy. And um, in terms of sales, building the right sales strategy, but even in, in prospecting, um, right. which country you start with, uh, which one you get more traction, whereas depending on the language that you're going to use, is it um, where are the ones to start with? So that requires an understanding of you know each of these markets and understanding the cultural, the habits, uh, how to address, how to communicate. And that's the portion that is fun. That's the portion that is really exciting in, 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 in that lot of work because that's, you know, I mentioned the international part of my career is yeah. the portion that, that I enjoy doing the most. So yes, you need to, you need to understand all these, uh, all of these cultures. They're fundamentally different from one another. Yeah. And finding really kind of that market fit 
exactly how the product and the technology will be utilized. It's always an interesting one to find that kind of balance and, and then the messaging to get it correct. But I mean, certainly I noticed that Nicholas, you started Expand in Asia in the beginning of 2019. And it feels like a lifetime ago, 2019. No, it seems like a long time ago now. But uh, that was really just four years ago. And tell me a little bit about that period of time where we've gone from when you started the business to where we are today. Well, I guess every entrepreneur will have more or less the same, you know, answer to that. You know, discussing the the challenges of starting something. You know, where where you you're no name company, if you will. But I, I mean. I was very lucky. I just started the business. I started working with my previous employers. So people I know, people I worked with and um, I offered my service and and they they, they accepted it. So I'm, I was very lucky for that, that it was not that complicated or that difficult to get those first customers to get you on board, help you build a team, help you build some knowledge and processes uh, that then you can resell to other customers. So um, yeah, I, I was lucky that this portion was 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 a little bit easier. The the difficult portion was to hire the right people. Um, right. So, and so you do some trials and errors, I would say. Um, but yeah, until today, where I think we have a good team in place, and you know, very happy about what what the team delivers. But that was the the HR portion was something that was more challenging. How did that portion. work? I mean, were you hiring people virtually online, basically, because you couldn't travel during COVID? Yeah, I mean, it was it was 100% through VC. And um, yeah. yeah, well, that portion is not, yeah, well, that's true. It's, it's different than what it used to be before. You meet people face to face, and you have a better feeling of, of the person, etc. But that was not too much an issue, I would say. Um, some reason in Singapore, um, during COVID, what happened is really that it was harder to find talent uh, in, in mm. a business development side. I'm, I'm not too sure why. I, I can't explain it rationally. Um, but before COVID, yeah, I could meet a lot of different people. And then I was posting jobs. It was, it was, not, it was not the same outcome. So. Yeah. That's interesting. There was this kind of shortage. I'm curious to see really how things are going to evolve. And I mean, it leads in perfectly to my next question, which is we find ourselves now at a different stage of growth and the economy is now handling some of the perhaps pressures that you have when you have a you deal with a pandemic and then you have inflation afterwards. But tell us a little bit about what you're seeing on the horizon for 2023 and what you're excited about. What what I'm excited about, what I'm working on right now is, is actually to develop some other products to um, to um, either sell more more services to existing clients or just touch and get some other clients. So I give you an example. Um, typically, for sales development representative, what we do is, you know, we help a cust a customer to find a potential customers over there. So you know, so a, a company, a type of company. And, you know, there's a persona, some specific people, and then we need to find some sort of a communication to engage with them. So we, we do some outbound communication in order to set a meeting and then, you know, fingers crossed, have that customer, um, you know, sign some, um, some, some deals in, in the process. So if you think of that process, there's actually other things that we can do using the same process. So I'll give you an example. Recently, 
I mean, recently it's been a while now, but we've been helping um, a couple of companies, a couple of CEOs reaching out to VCs. We use the same, the same, the same technique, right? We identify a persona, a persona, a type of company, a type of VC. What are the, mm. the right VCs for them to engage? And we apply the same technique. Um, we can do that also for, for recruitment. Uh, if you think mm. about it, a, a person that you want to hire is a persona, and ideally would come from specific companies. And then we could put in place a campaign and reach out to these people and, and suggest them to consider that that company. Um, especially in the context where there's short of talent, uh, you you need to increase the outbound process. You know, mm-hmm. posting a job is not enough. Um, so basically more and more what we're trying to do is to connect businesses with opportunities. And those opportunities don't need to be only sales opportunities. There are other opportunities, financing, funding opportunity yeah. or recruitment opportunity. So expanding really this idea of this outgrowth, outbound messaging and performance messaging strategy and applying that now into different verticals, different, not really business verticals, but different needs that businesses have. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. Different prospect, different clients, right? The client could be, uh, could be VC, a client could be, um, could be a talent, could be a candidate. So yeah. different kind of clients. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Well, I mean, Nicholas, I think that anyone who is thinking about expanding in Asia should speak to expand in Asia. <laughs> Where's the best place to find you and get in touch with you? Well, you know, through our website and you know, through the 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 form that is there in the email, but you know, my email uh, is <laughs> can be used anytime. So I don't know if you want to share it here online, but um, and levit at expand, expanding.asia. Great. And I think obviously they can find you on LinkedIn. Nicholas, it's been amazing to talk to you about everything that you're working on with the team in Expand in Asia. Congratulations on all the growth over the last couple of years. We've been speaking with Nicholas Levit. He's been telling us about really the process of growing Expand in Asia from 2019 to where we are today. Expand in Asia provides B2B outbound prospecting services and pipeline growth services targeting mid-sized tech companies that are focusing to grow their market share. You know, we're also seeing them move into other areas, helping on finding candidates and also finding the right VCs in early stage, mid-stage funding, which is an absolutely critical process. And I can absolutely understand where the solutions that Expand in Asia offer play a key role. Nicholas, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much, Ben. Cheers. Have a great day.